This is the Right Now Podcast with Sarah Werner. Episode 119, Trusting Yourself. Welcome to Right Now, the podcast that helps all writers, aspiring professional and otherwise, to find the time, energy, and courage you need to pursue your passion and write. I'm your host, Sarah Warner, and I'm curious, do you trust yourself? Now, I know this is a really big question, and it could mean a lot of different things, like, do you trust yourself to make a delicious souffle? Do you trust yourself to get from point A to point B without tripping and falling? Do you trust yourself to create and publish a work that you're proud of? And we're going to keep it kind of a big question, because I think that the ways in which we trust ourselves in everyday life do end up reflecting themselves in our creative work. I am a person who historically could always be described as someone who has very low self-esteem. So like, I don't generally think very highly of myself, and that can be problematic. We won't go into that right now. But I was never very good at trusting myself. Growing up, I wasn't allowed to watch TV. And so when I went to school, I went through public schools, I learned pretty quickly that I didn't have the same social and cultural references and touch points as the other kids. And so I learned very quickly that if I didn't want to get like taunted and made fun of for not knowing what Saved by the Bell was, I learned to just kind of keep quiet, observe, listen to, and learn from everyone else around me. Everyone else, including and especially my teachers, always knew more than I did. And, you know, <laughs> that's even outside of Saved by the Bell, which, if you're not familiar with it either, was an American sitcom that aired in the 90s. Initially, I tried to partake in conversations with people, but it very quickly came out that I did not know what I was talking about. So at a very, very, very young age, I began my quest to learn everything I possibly could from everyone around me. There's a very popular paraphrasing of Socrates by Plato that goes, all I know is that I know nothing. And hilariously slash ironically, the more I learn, the more I find this to be true. The more you learn about what there is to learn in the world, the more that you realize you have so much more to learn. So I continue to go through life listening and observing and learning, under the assumption that, as Bill Nye the Science Guy says, everyone you will ever meet knows something you don't. I've opened myself up to learning from so many different people, and I have learned a lot. But at what point are we able to trust ourselves and our own knowledge? At what point do we stop learning? In my eyes, the answer is never. We're never going to stop learning. And I think that's a good thing, and I find that really, really exciting. To me, it shows the richness of the world and the richness of our experience and others' experiences. 
and the importance of community as we all learn from each other. But there's another side to this, and that is this thought that you never know enough to speak up. You never know quite enough to feel confident sharing your opinion. And I say this because the other day I found myself trusting myself, and it was a very new feeling for me. If you've been listening to the Right Now podcast for a long time, or if you've gone back and listened to my very earliest episodes back in 2015, you might know that I used to do book reviews as part of the show. You might also have noticed that I stopped doing book reviews kind of early on. And if you follow me on Goodreads, you'll also see that while I read a lot of books and mark a lot of books as read, I don't leave reviews for books anymore. The reason I stopped doing book reviews in the Right Now podcast and the reason I don't leave book reviews at all is that I assume, I operate under this assumption that I don't know enough to have a smart opinion about something that I've read, that I'm somehow not qualified to review books. And, you know, in a way, I'm not. I don't have a degree in literary criticism, but neither do most book reviewers, if we're being honest. And just like I always say that you don't need a special degree in writing to be a writer, I don't think you necessarily need specific qualifications to review books. I always just felt afraid that without all the possible knowledge, I might say something that was wrong and look foolish. I remember reading a book and maybe not really liking it or just not really enjoying reading it, and then reading a whole bunch of reviews that would say, oh my gosh, this is the best book I've ever read. This is a literary masterpiece. Oh my gosh, this is going to change the course of humanity. And after I read those reviews, I would be like, oh my gosh, I was completely wrong. I didn't see all of these insights. I didn't really make a connection in my mind and understand really what this metaphor meant or how important this book was. And the authority of whether a book was good or bad seemed entirely objective and external to myself. I stopped reviewing books because I was so scared of being wrong. And I didn't feel like I could say anything about a book that someone else had not already said better or more correctly, or more importantly. I was working under the assumption that my opinion was so much less informed than everyone else's, and I was therefore more likely to be wrong. For some reason, it did not seem possible in my mind that I could review books subjectively and just say, hey, I didn't enjoy this, <laughs> and have that be seen as a valid response. Again, because I did not respect and value and trust my own experience. Now, this subject doesn't just relate to book reviews and book criticism. It also relates in a huge way to our creative work. There came a point where all I know is that I know nothing turned into I am wrong and everyone else is right. And there's a large gulf in there. 
a difference between leaving yourself open to learning and new ideas and an openness to letting in and latching on to ideas that don't really serve you that well. I was delivering a gift to a friend's house yesterday, masked and socially distanced, of course. And because of the pandemic, I had not been out and about to this person's house in over a year. And they lived fairly far away from me, several exits on the freeway, and within a maze-like housing development where there were a lot of similarities between houses. And I didn't have this person's address written down. I was just sort of feeling my way there, letting muscle memory take over. And I remember thinking to myself quite confidently, oh, I'll get there just fine. I'll know their house when I see it. And the weird thing was, I did. It was in that moment that I realized I had trusted myself to get there. And not only to get to the right place, but to get there safely, in one piece, without any speeding tickets or anything like that. Here's another example. So you may know this about me. I read a lot of books. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I am constantly taking webinars. I'm taking master classes. I am just constantly taking in as much information as I can possibly handle. And so the other day, I was sitting on the couch and I had my notebook in front of me and I pressed play on a podcast that I had been sort of saving to listen to. I was really excited to listen to this podcast. This was my first experience with this particular content creator, even though I follow this person on Instagram and I sort of looked up to this person. They had great cover art. They looked like their, their life was together. It just it just looked so enticing. And I thought, oh, I'm so excited to learn so much from this person. So I hit play on the first episode. And I was like nodding and smiling as this person sort of talked through some basic principles. And I started taking notes. And I was about nine or 10 minutes into this podcast episode when I realized that I wasn't nodding as much. And I was, in fact, frowning, and my head was tilted slightly to the side, as though I was struggling to understand something, as though something didn't sound quite right. And I realized I had stopped taking notes about four minutes in, and I realized that I had done that because I was not getting any value out of listening to this podcast episode. I wasn't learning anything new, and even more than that, I realized that the information I was taking in was information that through my own experience, I had learned was not true. Because this podcaster had beautiful cover art and billed themselves as a coach and, you know, is ostensibly very well-known and famous, I had just assumed that I knew less than this individual. But as I listened, I, I kept realizing with, with everything this person said that, uh, no, that's not how that works. I've been there. I've done this. 
you can't just do this and magic will happen. Like you, you have to put in time and effort and work. And also this other thing that they said is just simply not accurate. And it really threw me for a loop because I'm so used to assuming that I don't know anything or that I just fundamentally know and understand less than everyone around me. And I realized with a bit of shock that I trusted myself. I trusted my own experience and that I didn't have to believe what this other person was saying because in my experience, what they were saying did not work and was not true. This raised so many questions for me about whom do we trust? Why do we trust them? Do we trust them because they're on TV and they have a, an official looking logo with their name on it beneath their face? Do we trust them because they have beautifully designed podcast cover art? Do we trust and believe them because somebody else that we respect says that we should? When you set out to learn something, when you set out in this world and you're searching for answers, whom do you trust? And at the same time, are you diminishing your own truth and your own experience, not to mention your own expertise, in deference to someone else's? And why? And for what reason? And at what point will we begin to feel confident trusting ourselves? Now, for me, this whole thing has taken time and practice and experience. And it might be completely different for you, or it might be very similar. But I do notice now that I am in my late 30s, I am a lot less likely to simply agree with everyone around me all the time. And I am a lot less likely to look around at everyone else to see what they think before I feel comfortable weighing in. Because that was always me. If we were in a group and everyone was like, oh, what did you think of this? I would kind of listen to what everyone else said before offering my own opinion and often when I did, my quote-unquote own opinion was simply a regurgitation of what everyone else had said before me. I wanted to fit in. I wanted to belong. I didn't want to feel like this outsider weirdo who loved weird 1970s sci-fi and thought that Shakespeare was difficult to read and uninteresting. There, there's, <laughs> there's an opinion for you. And again, it's subjective. I'm not saying that Shakespeare is terrible. In fact, most people would agree Shakespeare is probably the best writer ever. I personally do not like Shakespeare. I would personally prefer to read most other things other than Shakespeare. And I can say that to you now. Whereas 10 years ago, 20 years ago, I would have been like, oh, the bard, you know. <laughs> and I'm more comfortable saying that now because... I have read a lot of Shakespeare. I have seen a lot of plays and movies based on Shakespeare's writing. I have taken several college-level classes in Shakespeare. I understand that there are beautiful, glowing reviews of Shakespeare. But all of that stuff cannot and did not persuade me that I personally enjoy reading Shakespeare. 
and I can trust myself that that is my opinion. Again, I'm not here to persuade anyone else not to read Shakespeare. I think that you should read whatever you want to read. I think you should enjoy what you enjoy. I think you should trust yourself to know what you like and what you don't like because this is a huge factor in developing your own creative work, especially in developing your voice as an author. Trusting yourself and respecting yourself, understanding what is true for you. And we're we're not gonna we're not gonna take a detour into, you know, what is true with a capital T and what is true with a lowercase T and you know what is ultimately true and what is platonically ideal. Like we're we're not gonna we're not gonna traipse around in that garden today. <laughs> That'll be for when I start a philosophy podcast, which I don't plan on doing. But I want you to know it's it's okay to have your own opinions. It's okay to infuse your work with your own truths, with what you've learned and with what you have experienced, because this makes your voice necessary and unique. And I don't want you to feel like you have to diminish yourself or think less of yourself or to think that your opinion doesn't matter as much as someone else's or that your opinion isn't as valid as someone else's. Again, for me, this has taken time it has taken practice, and it has taken experience. I had to learn and try and do a lot of things before I realized for me personally what works and what doesn't. So I encourage you to go through life looking to learn, looking to experience things, but I also encourage you to ask yourself, does this feel right with everything that I've learned and experienced myself? And I want you to know that your experience and your opinions are valid, even if they don't conform to what everyone around you thinks and says. And I want to leave you with this question, and that is, how much truth comes from our formal education, from our work, from our experience, from taking action and risks, and how many of the answers we seek are already inside of ourselves? I want to say one final thing about the concept of trusting yourself. Even though I know it feels a little bit tacked on in regards to what else we've been talking about under this topic, but I want to end today's episode, you know, before we go into the thank yous and the credits and such, by saying that if you feel called to create something, I want you to trust that call. If you feel compelled to write a book, if you feel like you just need to create a podcast, I want you to trust yourself that it's the right thing for you to do. You might get other people who say differently. You might get people who say, hey, you're not a writer, or you don't have time to create a podcast, or don't you have anything better to do than sit around writing? Don't listen to those people. I want you to take that big step and trust yourself that you want to do this for a reason even if you can't quite articulate what that reason is. Writing a book, writing your poetry, creating your podcast, starting to pencil out your memoir, whatever project it is that you're thinking about doing that is haunting your thoughts, that you feel compelled to move forward with. Don't let anyone else talk you out of it. 
Trust yourself. You want to do this for a reason, and I want you to trust that instinct. As you may already know, I create the Right Now podcast for free because I want to. (laughs) You might notice I don't have any ads in my show. I don't have any like pre-roll stuff that you need to fast forward through. It's, It's all just the show here for you and for anybody around the world who wants to listen. And I do this on purpose. I believe in making information accessible to everyone as much as I can. And to that end, I want to say a special thank you to the people who choose to help support this show financially. It's not free to make, unfortunately, especially because I don't do advertising or any of that other stuff. But there's some wonderful people out on Patreon who donate a dollar per episode, two dollars per episode, you know, ten ten million dollars per, you know, whatever. Uh, nobody actually donates ten million dollars per episode, but hey, if you're thinking about doing that, I won't stop you. But they do help cover hosting costs, website costs, you know, all of the costs that are associated with creating this show for free. So, special thanks go out today to Laurie, Regina Calabrese, Evie Knight. Garrett, Leslie Duncan, Mark Bullock, Michael Beckwith, Sarah Lauzon, Sean Locke, Summer, Tiffany Joyner, Tim Shen, and Whitney Magruder. Thank you all so much for your generous support. I truly appreciate it, and I would not be able to make this show without you. If you are interested in being like one of the many fine people who I mentioned in this list, you can do that. You can become one of them. All you need to do is support the Right Now podcast on Patreon. Patreon is a secure third-party donation platform that allows people just like you to donate a dollar per episode, two dollars per episode, whatever it is that you feel is right for the value that you receive from this show you can become a patron on Patreon. One of two ways. Number one, by going out to my website at sarahwerner.com. That's S-A-R-A-H-W-E-R-N-E-R.com. Navigating to the show notes for today's episode. This is episode 119. And scrolling down to where it says help support this podcast. If you click that button, it will take you to my Patreon site. Alternately, you can just go straight to Patreon if you prefer by going to patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Sarah Ray Werner. That's S-A-R-A-H-R-H-E-A-W-E-R-N-E-R. And you can make your pledge from there. Out on my website on the show notes for today's episode is also a fantastic place for you to interact with our community. I would love to invite you to leave your thoughts, your comments, whether or not you trust yourself, how you've learned to trust yourself, if you still don't trust yourself. I would love to hear more about your experience as a creator, as a writer, as a person who is in this world with other people, constantly telling them different conflicting things. And so I would love to hear about your experience. You can do so by scrolling to the bottom of the page of show notes for today's episode out at sarahwerner.com. And you should see underneath, uh, underneath everything, I think it's at the very bottom, there is a comment section. While I cannot respond to every single email that I get or every single mention on social media, I do respond personally to each and every comment that I receive out on my website. And so I would love to hear from you. I would love to engage with you there and continue on the conversation about trusting yourself. 
And with that, this has been episode 119 of the Right Now podcast, the podcast that helps all writers, aspiring professional and otherwise, to find the time, energy, and courage you need to pursue your passion and write. I'm Sarah Werner, and I am slowly learning to trust myself.